today's times, when even though we may be working from home, we find ourselves busier than ever. When can we fit in time for the gym? Is it open? What are the protocols? It's just so confusing. The easiest solution is to work out from home, but the cost of equipment can be so high. And how do you stay motivated? How would you like to have live, at-home, real-time interactive coaching from international award-winning coaches? You can have all of that in one app, the Knock Academy. The app is customizable for your schedule. Grab a workout in the morning before you start your day. How about a Pilates session at lunch? Strength training when you're finished your workday or start your weekends with core training or a rejuvenating yoga session after a busy week. Knock Academy is live. Your instructors can offer real-time feedback, motivation, and instruction, all from the privacy of your own home. Check out the Knock Academy. That's N-O-C-K Academy. Listeners of Start Talking get 20% off your first month. Just use the discount code WEAS when you sign up. The Knock Academy. It started on a better you today. episode a lot of times people don't even know that we're talking and then we'll just you know be discussing in something anything specific Mm -hmm. okay it doesn't really matter your microphones seem to be working okay everybody's got their headsets on Mm -hmm. aside from that extremely annoying pitch in my headphones which i have no idea what that is we will fix that hopefully that because it doesn't come through on the recording yeah yeah all right uh gentlemen Welcome to We As Dads Start Talking. Uh, my name is Scott. I'm the host of the show. Uh, today, I welcome uh, to the podcast uh, Dorian and Jaden Kemp. Now, for the listeners who heard an episode a couple of weeks ago, uh, they may have recognized Philip Kemp's name in the episode. You uh, two fine gentlemen happen to be uh, Philip's second-born and third-born son. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank, you. thank you for having us. All right. It's going to be hard. We're going to have to differentiate because you both sound very similar on a microphone. That's true. Okay. I am Jaden. Thank you. Is, welcome, Jaden. And I'm, I'm Dorian. Uh, Dorian, <laughs> welcome to the show. Now, if for the listeners that have been he- hearing the show for the last few weeks, uh, everyone knows that Dorian is my bonus kid who's been living with us since COVID started in March. I think Dorian's been here since April. And Jaden is up for a visit, technically to visit us and some family then you're off to university yep university of waterloo what's do you know the name of the sports thing like when you say university of waterloo go griffin go oh, warriors go oh yes. okay waterloo warriors mm-hmm. what are what's uft the blues varsity blues yeah we're yeah. the varsity blues <laughs> lift your mic up just a little bit yeah there. we can hear you say the varsity blues the varsity blues yeah <laughs> actually i'm not hearing you right no, now no, actually. No. i i i know all right, so we fixed uh, we fixed a couple of technical things. Um, Dorian's uh, mic, for some crazy reason, just decided to go wonky. So <laughs> I guess they they just don't want me to be heard. <laughs> oh, well, of course they do. Yeah. Um, so welcome to the show, gentlemen. 
Thank you so much for being on uh, tonight. We are currently recording on a uh, Monday night. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, and well, let's let's go to just real jump in. Jaden, you're you're in town. You've um, you've only been to Canada like a couple of times, say in the winter time when the family came up to visit. Yeah, like every two years or yeah. so. Mm-hmm. So you were actually born in Canada. Yeah, all of us were. Yes, and which was the. I guess kind of the manufacture of your mother's idea and your dad's idea was that they wanted you guys to have Canadian citizenship so that you could kind of reap some yeah, of the benefits. It comes of, very in handy. It does. <laughs> it does. Now question, actually, I didn't even think about this. Do either, do both, does, do you, Brandon and Jaden, do you guys all have dual citizenship, but do you have your passports? Yes. Yeah. Both Bahamian and Canadian passports. I think. Really easy to get over the border, right? Mm hmm. Yes. Okay. We, we just use our, I'm dead again. Mm. We just use our um, Canadian passport to come this way, like just to leave the Bahamas and then going back, it's really easy. We just get to, to use our Bahamian passport and we don't have to worry about visas or anything like that. You know what? That's actually how my, my younger brother is half American and he mm. is both. So when he goes into the States, he just goes through this U.S. It's lickety split and then the same thing for oh. Canada. So. We were having a conversation last night, actually, during dinner, um, because Jaden is, I guess, just finished his two-week quarantine, which Dorian had to do with him, which was always fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> being, being locked in a condo for two weeks, only looking at him, that's, that's awesome. I'm a good sight. No, no, it was fun. I'm, it was I'm fun. a very good sight. It, it, it it's actually, it actually really nice to do that. <laughs> we got some bonding time in. Yeah, no. We had all the accoutrement, right? We had like PlayStation TV, oh yeah, oh, yeah. like uh, Netflix and stuff. We there were so many monitors there, and the difference a LAN cable makes when you're playing video games is actually astounding. Because I've never actually used one before, but usually when we like go in and just the download and upload speed, it, you're looking at like dozens, maybe like like twenty and and five or or twenty eight and ten. But then I the first time we plugged in the LAN. I went and I did the the connection and it was straight like, into the back. Oh yeah. It was like right. 256 and like 180 for both. I was like, I was like, wow. Right. This Down is, and up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was, and Bahamian, was Bahamian Wi-Fi does not get that good. Ever. Oh no. You, you're, so you're, that was an experience for me. <laughs> yeah. You're, That's hilarious. you're working in KP, um, KBPs back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when we first had dial up and it was like, you, you were you were, you had a 128k modem yeah. that was trying to transfer all that information from your America Online account or something like that. Yeah. You guys probably don't even remember AOL, do you? No, no. I mean kinda. kinda. Do you remember the movie You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Maggie Ryan? Of course not. What the hell no. am I thinking? <laughs> I have heard about it though. All right, so challenge number one of this episode: both of you have to watch the movie You've Got Mail. Okay, and you'll hear the. You you may have heard the commercials as kids where you you see the little envelope go up on somebody's computer screen. You've got mail. Yeah. You've got mail. That's right. Exactly. So you've got that. Um, but what we were actually kind of talking about yesterday was since we're going to consider that Jaden is kind of like a freshly minted Canadian. Because even though he's this Canadian citizen, he's actually now going to come up here and live here for the better part of the next four or even more years. Yes, sir. Right. So we were trying to teach him how to speak like a Canadian. So do you, Dorian, do you remember some of the things? Cause we've had to teach um, you too, even though you've been up here for a couple of years. Listen, it's, it's different 
So I think one of the things that we did is a double double, which was um, uh, black coffee with two creams, two sugars. That's that right. was one. That's at Tim Hortons. Yeah, our I, Canadian I, donut shop. Yeah, I told I gave him a little bit of Toronto slang. Oh, Toronto slang. Sorry. Exactly. Toronto. So you do not pronounce the second T. Toronto. It's uh, Toronto. So yeah. A lot of people will be like Toronto. One of, one of the <laughs> things that you need to know is if someone tells you to nice it, like that's telling you to, to, to shut be, up. Yeah. Okay. See, so I didn't even know that. Is that some like young slang for this old guy doesn't know anything about? Yeah, it? I, I think that that's very recent. Okay. I, I also it took, it took me time to to figure that one out too because I just kept on seeing it online and seeing yeah, people say each other. And I, was like, I I don't know why you're calling him nice. <laughs> so are you starting to feel like an old man at 23 that you're out of touch with what the kids are saying these days which nice it oh yeah i i have absolutely no idea what's going on because i don't really associate with too many like high schoolers and kids just coming in like i'm i'm going to be a fifth year senior this year hey, I, don't even, I don't even talk to the freshmen because yeah, like, they're looking school. at you like you're some like you know you got a beard and you know you're like you're just an old man I feel old. I was walking. Up the st- I was walking. No, I was. Gray wa- hairs. I was. Oh, I got. I got plenty of gray hairs, and people think that it's funny to pluck them, and I really don't get that joke because I do not like it. Your girlfriend Maggie, who will probably listen to this episode, I think she does like actually plucking. Your oh gray my hairs. gosh! And what do you do getting gray hairs at twenty three? Listen, crying out it's loud? it's it's distinguishing me. I'm gonna be one of those like Rasta guys with the the, the salt and You'd pepper. Be like logs. a silver fox Rasta, exactly, right? exactly. All right, exactly. okay. I, I like that. One thing about Rastas though is that their knees are impeccable. Like they're in their 80s, just doing one drops. Like yeah. it's nothing. I That's was walking. I was walking. Walk up. inside the fed one time. You got to drop it. You know? <laughs> uh, okay, so you you just like half the listeners in this during this just went what. Oh, one drop is a, is what, a knees. Did you say knees? Knees, knees like yes, your like kneecap, knees. like your knees. Why do they have such great knees? I have no idea. It's it from must, all it, the it, squatting, from whining on gals. And no, for the listeners I, who don't know what whining on gals is, it's yeah. basically the Caribbean. That's, that's how we dance, you know? Oh, my goodness. Yo, when people see it, they think it's something else, but we're just dancing, I promise. Oh, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't inherit that from my Jamaican mother because... I was walking yeah, up. I was walking up the did. stairs. Like the, the escalator went out at the mall today, and we had to walk up the stairs. I oh swear, God forbid! I swear I tore my ACL <laughs> on that on that first step. I didn't stretch before I went up the stairs. <laughs> I oh my god both knees we need to have a conversation about how entitled you children of this generation are that <laughs> don't go oh, that. i pulled a hammy going up this dude <laughs> uphill both ways to school in the snow okay oh so let's go back speaking of snow that we said to Jaden. He he's he used the phrase ice skating. Oh yeah, it's just skating. So it's for skating, our, so now you kind of picked it up because Jaden and Dorian. Uh, I've mentioned it about Dorian, but Jaden, same thing. Um, actually, during your dad's episode, we talked about both of you went to high school. Dorian, you went for I think what one or two years of college uh, did, in the United States. Yeah, I did six mm-hmm. years uh, total. Jaden did four. Total. So Jaden just finished high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in obviously in order to get to university here in Canada. Um, but you have had a lot of, uh, kind of, um, I guess speech influence from the United States. So that's what we were trying to kind of deprogram from Jaden because yeah. for the American listeners, they would call it ice hockey. They would call it, we're going ice skating, but in Canada, you don't go ice skating. You just go skating. And then you asked me that question, which was, well, what about if you're, 
dry land skating or mm-hmm. what was the term you like, um skating i, I, I just, just said skating, skating. I just what said if you're skating like, on yeah. land right well what do they call it in the states that's rollerblading or skating. But well, you, have, you have the rollerblades, which are like the four, yes, the four yes, wheels. And yes, you have yes. the skates, which are like five wheels, like in line with each other. Well, yeah. those are the ones that are used for inline hockey, right? Really? So that's that's basically playing hockey on a hard, wood, on a hard surface, like a cement floor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Except you wear inline skates, which are five wheels. I think whereas I think, rollerblades are just four wheels. Yeah. I, thought, I, I think I heard someone call it a ground hockey. The other day, mm, field hockey. Never heard that field, one. No, not field, field hockey is no, on field, your feet. Field hockey is different. Field hockey is like you have to be bent over with that little stick. This was like actually one of my friends was asking me to go and um, play hockey with him. You mean road hockey? Maybe that might have been it. It might have been road hockey that he said. So I've played road hockey a couple of times growing yeah. up. Yeah, and, if you guys ever came up here in the winter time and the snow, the minute the snow is cleared off of the street, it's road hockey time. Yeah, because yeah. the snow banks made perfect for free boards. Mm-hmm. Right, so. Mm-hmm. We said, just say hockey, because you're going to meet people at school, because you're actually technically heading to school, and you, I guess, won't know anybody. No. That's quite a courageous thing, by the way. Thank you. Kudos for that. But we were trying to, what else did we figure out, Dorian, that we need to say? Um, Oh, Swish LA. Oh, come on. Okay. I have beef with Swish LA. I do not get the hype over the Swish LA sauce. It's not as good as you guys hype it up to be. Wow, you know that people take it intravenously in this country, right? I don't I even think I said that, that was, word properly. That was, that, was intravenously. A, that was that was a shot at all Canadians, right? Oh, there. Dorian, you just Jeez. you making, can't. You literally things. walked into our house and and we said we're ordering Swiss Chalet. We always order extra sauce because we go through it. Mm-hmm. And Dorian put ketchup on his chicken. Listen, I've had Swiss Chalet. <laughs> My grandmother loves their rotisserie chicken. Um, it's 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 good. But I do not like the sauce. All right. Well, I'll have to experience <clears throat> it on my own. You will. Actually, yes. before you head back to school, we'll order Swiss LA. Okay. And we will show you how good this, the sauce is. Because there is a, did you guys, like, whenever you came up as kids, and I want you to compare it to kind of a US Canada comparison as opposed to a Bahamian Canadian comparison. Okay. When you came up from being students in the United States, did you really notice the difference? Because a lot of Americans and you know, like 22% of my listeners are from the States and I love them all. But mm-hmm. there is a, a lot of Americans that I meet are like, oh, they're Canadians. They're no different. We don't, I don't, they're, they're exactly the same. But there is such a distinct, as far as what we are, look at, did you guys see it? Huge difference. What, what was it that you saw, Jaden, that you? So the first, first of all, I lived in a, in a place that's like Old Town, USA, you know, so being black in America, I couldn't, outside of my school, it wasn't really friendly, especially in an old town USA kind of setting. So right. my school, which is the Perky Omen School, represent, you know, we, it was. <laughs> what's, their, are, what's their mascot? What, go? A panther. Go, go panthers, panthers, yes. Okay. So panthers my school. was a seahorse. Uh, that's what your school was yes the blues and the seahorses oh my goodness boy man you might just hurry up and graduate that ain't it (laughs) okay so go finish yeah so um basically what i was saying was uh my school did very well 
on like it was very friendly within the school because we had people we are very we're very athletic school you mm-hmm. know where our baseball is like top in the state right so we have a really good basketball team that's also like top in pa that comes in so all of our guys are like from puerto rico africa um, the Bahamas, all over the place. We are, we're very they're, diverse. Are they, they're going in on scholarship. Like, did you go on yeah, a scholarship yeah, yeah. or was it something like that? Grants. Yeah. Okay. They call them grants. Yeah. You're not allowed to they, give scholarships to students. It's, it, they do grants based they, on academics. Is that for high school? Or high, school high school. But you can yeah. get a scholarship to for college. To for college. For, yeah. right. for um, NAIA, D1 and D2 schools in the in NCAA, mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. athletic scholarships and academic scholarships. But D three schools in the NCAA, you're not allowed to get athletic scholarships. It's only academic. Mm-hmm. Can they get grants and say it was a it was an um, academic scholarship, but they actually gave it for because they wanted you on the baseball team? So um, it's, it's, grants it's would have to come baseball. from outside of the school. So like you could do what my dad did, where he got a sponsor who then like you know oh, supported okay. him. So you could do that, right. but you have to find that outside of the school. The school itself is not going to give you that, right? So <laughs> now, Jaden, you were mentioning that you were you like honestly. I mean, we can jump into this topic and and. Uh, kind of explore it from a from a young man's perspective, mm-hmm. but were you afraid to leave the school grounds? Like, did you feel like if you were by yourself and you wanted to run to Seven Eleven to get, a, as we say in Canada, a pop, not a soda? Yeah. Did you feel threatened? Like, could you well, honestly feel like I'm not, like I'm scared? Like, is, what was it the feeling? Well, it wasn't like fear, right? It was kind of like an unsettling feeling okay. because I was kind of raised not to be like fearing nobody. It's how to kind of put it like that. Mm-hmm. But um, we wouldn't, what me and my friends did, you know, being from Puerto Rico, Spanish and, and black people, we wouldn't leave our campus without at least one white friend with us. Because okay. I had a couple instances where I would leave campus and I'd have racial slurs being shouted at me from like a truck or a couple Asian students who go to my school. I'd notice them walking. I'd see them being hassled because, you know, I'm physically, I'm just bigger mm-hmm. than, than, you know, the average person. I would have to like step in and like kind of like help them get back to campus and stuff. But it wasn't like a bunch of times, but it was enough times. Well, I, yeah. I guess once is too many mm-hmm. to yeah. be called a name by a yeah. bunch, probably some white assholes in a Red, pickup yeah, truck, a bunch right? Of rednecks in a pickup truck driving by, you know? Yes. Yeah. Dorian, did you ever kind of experience anything that, like that when you were in the States? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I will say that. So I did two years in Florida um West Palm Beach, which is like central South Florida. And then I did another two years in Virginia, um, about an hour east of Richmond. Um, and then I did another two years in Florida in Jacksonville. And like these are very, very different places, each one of them. So um South Florida is very different in that it it's very Republican. And the school that I went to was an international private school and also was like extremely um, Republican as well. So it was very conservative. You had to have your hair cut a certain length. Like we had a lot of international students there, which did make it a little bit easier. So we had guys from Curacao, Aruba, um, a lot of Bahamians there, which did help. And so in that way it wasn't, but then you also would like, because we play other schools in within that same like category of size and and like distance from each other so like they're all kind of like the same vibe that you would get from them and i didn't get any outright 
instances of racism, but there was like prejudice in preference with teachers. I noticed that a lot. I would, I would have like, I would get harassed by my his, history teacher. And like when I was there, it was, it was really bad. And like, I really didn't do anything in her. She just didn't like me. And I'm largely due to the fact that like, I'm pretty sure I was black and you, uh, you felt, you know, yes. what? Oh, it, yeah, it, it doesn't, was, it doesn't matter honestly what anybody else thinks. It's how you felt. Oh yeah. No, I, mm-hmm. it was the first time that I'd actually had like this experience. And that was the first time I remember that. And then when I was in Virginia, I could say that my time in Virginia was amazing. Um, we, the school was much, much more liberal. And even the area that we were in, they were used to, they, the school had been set up for like a hundred years and had been, and had been um, extremely diverse for like 60 of those years. Right. So the, the town was very small and it was, it was used to, you know, um, people that weren't white being around. So it was an amazing experience. It was, it was really nice. Um, I can't really say that I had any overtly bad experiences there. What actually caused me to leave the Baham, I mean the, the United States was when I went back to Florida, I got us a full ride to go and play baseball at uh, Edward Waters College in Jacksonville. And that was the, it was like, so where I was in a rather ritzy area, ritzy area in, in South Florida. This is like the opposite. This is Duval, Jacksonville. And if you know anything about Jacksonville, it's like basically the ghetto. The school itself was actually in the heart of an, of like a hood. Oh, okay. Like it was, it was like the Edward Waters College was in the middle of it. And then you walk one street over and you're in residential areas. How long had the school been there for? Um, I was, I'm pretty sure it was one of the first HBUs, HC, sorry, HBCUs set up in, in the, in Florida. So it was there for a really long time, but, um, the neighborhood was not good. It was a food desert. The near, like there was no proper transit. I think the nearest like food store was about a 20 minute drive mm-hmm. away from there. If you don't want a food desert, it is basically like you have no option t- towards healthy food i think there was a couple of sto- corner stores that provided groceries to like the entire neighborhood and um i like what you would expect with these like you know impoverished areas is there was a lot of crime especially violent crime um and then there was a lot of prejudice both ways like i this is my first like real in-depth interaction with like black america and what I found was that there was a lot of self-hate in within the mm-hmm. the Black American community. And this self-hate was very present, even though they didn't want to address it themselves. And then you would have these um, country white boys that would also go to the school and they would hold those exact same prejudices. But like everybody kind of pretended that like, you know, it wasn't there. But but then you would have like comments made that were like where I'm like, you know, I'm from the Bahamas. Uh, I've been a couple places here and there. I've kind of gotten to view this interaction from an outside perspective. And it was it was really strange to me. And um for me itself, like they would they would they would say overt like covertly racist things. 
and kind of would just get glossed over as a joke and they would move on. But then I saw like real resentment towards each other because of that. And then when it came to me, I was more vocal in like speaking out against that. So like, I'll just give an example of like the jokes that like actually led to, to resentment. So in one of the group, my second year there, um, we had a group chat for the baseball team. You know, the coach said, said to make a group chat because he doesn't want to hear our dumb questions. So we asked each other our dumb questions and then get answers, you know? And within this, um, with this group chat, they would, the, the white boys on the team have like this, a running joke where they would hold like a monthly KKK meeting. And seriously. Oh yeah. Like, was it a joke? I mean, obviously it's, Oh, sorry. You know what? It's not even funny. Like, it's not a joke. It shouldn't have been, but what, what, like, no, it's, I mean, like they, they considered it a joke and a funny one at that. And I just, I completely ignored it for like a solid two, three months. And then they started talking about having like special guests, like, you know, in quotation marks, um, mainly being like black people. And they would say, and when I asked them to stop, because I said, this isn't funny anymore. I don't like this. What they told me was, uh, you better be careful or you're going to be next month's special guest. Really? So like it was, it was stuff yeah. like that. And to them, that was hilarious. Yeah. That was like the biggest joke they'd ever it's had. It's a sock in your mouth for me. And <laughs> wow. I mean, it was, uh, and I, you can't, you, I mean, did you feel like, you, could you go to the coach? Could you go to the administration? Could you go to anyone? Um, so my coach actually, this was this. They, um, he was one of those guys that he talked a lot. He's like, he was a very, very, he's a big black man that, you know, um, he, he talked a lot about, you know, wanting change and positivity and this, that, and the next, but if you actually came to him with a problem, he had kind of had the same attitude towards it as all the other black Americans that I met had, when it was just like, oh, it's a joke, you know, like, like it's it's not something big enough like nothing's actually happened physically for him to need to step in right so like i i i had had, like i have a relationship with this coach and in my other instances where i've had problems and i've gone to him i've never had a a a solution a resolution so i didn't i didn't feel like i was comfortable going to him with that so i ended up just uh leaving the team eventually because of the culture and also like it was starting to affect like my actual love for baseball so i didn't so I just, you know, the entire like living in the hood, uh, actually witnessing violent crimes multiple times throughout my time there. Actually, I was woken up one night in the in the middle of the night by gunshots. Literally, we were, I was in the honors freshman dorm and on the corner of the street that like I was on, it's only the street's only about like 200 meters long. And on the corner of one of those streets you heard gunshots in the middle of the night but you know that's not too wild for that area and the next morning it turned out that someone had been shot in a car and then driven that car straight into a house that was sitting on the same corner that we were in and it was stuff like that and there was like jokes like to kind of ease this this uneasiness so like we had a running joke that like when you hear shots go off the more shots you hear the faster the dude was running like it was it was like little things like that that they did to kind of just ease the the tension but it was just not a good environment and and getting out of there i think was probably the best thing that i that i could have done and that was that was partly the i mean that might not have been the only reason but that was partly a reason why you decided to move to canada 
Oh yeah. Plus, I mean, I'm a, I'm a citizen up here. It's, it's way being a citizen in Canada. It's way better than being, uh, an immigrant mm-hmm. in, in the United States. It's, it's a completely different world. Yeah. And Jaden, was that, was that why you thought, Hey, mom, dad, whomever, like, I think I'm going to go to university in, in Canada well, me, instead my, of somewhere else. Well, no, my situation with coming up here to Canada kind of entwines with, um, with coronavirus because it wasn't my first intention to come up here to Canada, but I guess everything oh, happens. Why not? We're so awesome. Do you want another beer? See yeah. how awesome we are? Yeah. See, hand me that beer. Thank you. Brian, pass that down to your brother. Do you want another one? No, I'm I'm still working on my first one. Slower. Well, yeah. So, so um, that was a Molson Canadian that I gave you. So oh, okay. you don't order a Molson. You order a Canadian. A, a Canadian. Not Molson a Molson ma- Canadian because you just called it a Molson Canadian. Well, I was telling the listeners that you're drinking Molson Canadian. Okay. But in Canada, you're going to order a Canadian at a bar. Uh, you're going to order a Canadian, an export, Coors Light, mm-hmm. dry. Well, he hasn't had Guinness yet. He's what? never ever. Had, no, never, never. Holy cow! We it's got right, so much to teach. It's, this it's a rite of passage. Had a one. <laughs> okay, sorry, Dorian. I interrupted you. This, this no, oh, no, Jay, no, you okay, were talking. Yeah, Jay, yeah, talking. Why? So, what was what was some of the thoughts? Because did you were you offered any scholarships to some U.S. colleges? Did you did you did have scouts talk to you? Um. Well, I had a I had a, a couple of places talking to me. I really wanted to go to um, Northampton Community College, okay. which is like one of the top community colleges, like competitive wise for baseball because. My ultimate goal, like my dream is to become a major league baseball player. You know, that's what I strive for with all the other stuff on the side. So obviously, you know, plan B's, right? Okay. but but, So I'm going to interrupt you real fast and I apologize, mm -hmm. but you decided to go to the University of Waterloo. Not exactly a university known for having a spectacular baseball team. Mm -mm. So are you more focused on education or do you still have that aspiration to go in the MLB? Well, no, I, I still have the aspiration from what I understand about um baseball over here is that you know it's it's gonna it's becoming more competitive as you know more people that leave in the u.s and um, canadian sports are getting bigger and stuff over here so um actually dorian told me this but this season upcoming season was supposed to be the most competitive one that canada ever had oh really right? okay in the ua in the now are UA. you going to try out for the baseball team or have you already talked to the yeah, coaches I've already, I've already talked to the coaches and everything sent my video and everything they were like yeah you'll be a good addition to the team so, so, oh, right on. That's yeah. fantastic. so i'm really excited for that we um should be starting around like september 8th like getting the team together you know and I'm doing awesome. workouts and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So. so let's just back up a little bit because you had kind of gotten in a little bit and I interrupted because I always do that, but it's my show, Joe. <laughs> that was a message from my wife. Tell us more about your thoughts about go- coming up to Canada. Okay. My, Citizenship, my thoughts, all that stuff. We understand that side of it, but mm-hmm. what's your thoughts? So my thoughts coming up to Canada were basically if, sorry, in the, in the game of baseball, he's drinking Canadian beers. It's basically, if you, if you, at this point, if I have it, I have it, you know, if I want to be seen by, um, if I want to be seen by scouts and by these teams, they're going to see me regardless, no matter where okay. I am. That's how I'm kind of visualizing yep. it. I see. Because yeah, I might have more eyes in front of me in the States, but I still have eyes up here and I am a Canadian citizen, you know, it's if I want to enter like an international draft, I could do that whenever, right? But being a Canadian citizen, it would just be a more comfortable ride than if I was in the states, because the states is is different. They're not as ex- I would say accepting as Canadian people. Like when I first got started getting into the baseball, um, down in 
in Canada, in um, in the United States, I was going to to a a, a tournament, and the guy was a guy I was going with was just giving me like advice, you know, to how how I want to be seen like by coaches and how I want to be how I want to like be perceived. And he was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to shave your beard, and and like put your hair back." And I was like. Well, what's the, well, yeah, what's, what, yeah, why? the reason is because I look like a thug with my dreads and my beard and already from then it kind of put me off. And after four years, I remember that. yeah, after four years of being in America, having to deal with that, like on the low, cause it's all the microaggressions, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I can, t- I can take it, but after a while, I don't want to do another four years of it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's extremely different. Um, we'd actually talked about this before when you've grown up and as a minority you you do have a thicker skin towards those type of things but coming over we were not my, in the mm-hmm. in, in the in the minority in in the bahamas like and like we might have been in the economic minority being black but like socially that we didn't really like begin to understand what color and race meant outside of like news coming in from the u.s or from europe or these other places that actually experience those things like we have colorism in the bahamas where um people with lighter skin are tended to be taken more seriously like just in as a Mm -hmm. rule a rule of fact like um if you're just say if like you say something and you're a black man and you say something you're a light-skinned man chances i feel light-skinned man you're more likely to be like respected and your word taken at it for your words so like it's like that but in terms of like you know losing job opportunities police brutality um like political representation things like that we don't really have anything like that and even socially like we mm. like even i mean even like the the white boys back home like if they've grown up in the moments this is the thing that i have about this that you know i like i'm against anybody like any like person non-black saying the n-word and then even like us ourselves like i say it every now and then but i know i shouldn't but so the so when you're growing up in these countries where uh, a black person is seen as less than you there's a connotation attached to that word that you grew up with that you know you shouldn't say and then later in life you kind of say you know what like f it i'll say it anyways and like if you catch a fence then that's your fault but like but you you originally grew up knowing that like this person is less than this is what this word means this is how it affects them but in the bahamas like we didn't have that right so like i have we have white white people in the bahamas generally they say the n word and like nobody really looks at them twice because like we they, know they that they never they no never had that it. negative connotation mm. attached to mm-hmm. it and like that just kind of speaks to like the overall societal like views when it comes to to race in the Bahamas. So you go from that where like a white boy can call you the N word and you have absolutely no qualms with it whatsoever. Right. To now uh, a white boy in the States calling you the N word. And it's like, Whoa, like you can, you can feel, you can feel the anger, the mm-hmm. anger, or the, the hate. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, he's not saying that cause that's my boy. He's saying that because he, he means that I'm less than him and I will never be equal to him. Yeah. But like, before we get too far from the colorism in the Bahamas, though, I do have to disagree with you because the colorism is very bad to the point where, for example, say it's, you know, 
12, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, me and my boys, you know, a bunch of light-skinned dudes. Your crew. We're, yeah, my crew. We, we're driving home. We're just on our drive home, you know, just like anybody else. We're not getting pulled over by the police. They'll see us. We might, you know, miss our blinker or do whatever and do something against the law. No, they, they're not checking for us because we're, we're a bunch of light skins. They would call us white boys. Me, my really? black self, I'm a white boy. Okay. Right? All right. Now, if it would between me and my four light skinned bros go and we, we going home to four black dudes driving home, the police will pull them over because they have, they have drugs in the car. That, that's how, that's how they see it. They'll pull up on you. And then they're a little Bahamian, you know, because the police are very annoying in the Bahamas. They're like, where do we at? Where do we at? You know, y'all got weed in here? Where do we at? You oh, know? yes, because marijuana is illegal in the Bahamas. Right? It, yeah. is, it, it is, is. it is. Hopefully not for very long because so, it's just so silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And black people definitely have less of like a chance in the Bahamas of getting jobs. Like light-skinned people and white people will be, uh, as Dorian said, was taken more seriously and stuff. Your dad and I and talked about that in his episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said so. that he wanted me to get a job in the Bahamas because Joe was trying to convince me to move there. And I said, he's like, oh, I could get you a job in radio or with my company. And I'm like, easy. why? And he's like, because you're white. Yeah, the color colorism mm-hmm. is very present in the Bahamas. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't now, did you see anything that. coming to Canada? I mean, Jaden, uh, you've been here for just a little while, but uh, um, actually, I've found that the white people that I've met so far in in Canada go out of their way to make me feel welcome and like no stigmas attached to me. Like, like mm-hmm. they, I, I literally feel like when I first came onto the baseball team, it's baseball in Canada. I was like, Oh Lord, I'm about to go through this again. And then I get to the team and what I received was completely different from what I expected. And it's kind of held up that way with the white community all throughout that I've met. Like they may be weird. I might, I might like them for, for other reasons, but like race has nothing to do with that animosity whatsoever. I mean, I wouldn't even call it animosity. It's just like you meet someone, they're not like your best friend right. or whatever. You know, right. you mm-hmm. But then what I, ha- where I have met the most resistance I feel is my grandparents live in Markham, which is predominantly Asian. And yes. they, did not treat me nice at all at all i'm talking like just immediately fear on site at my at my uh, thing and i would walk um 20 minutes from my grandparents house to the bus stop right uh and then back every day yeah and if i was just walking behind in an asian like on my way back up i like i i'm wearing a bunch of u of t gear carrying my my baseball stuff u of t blues Go yeah. blues. I I am I I do n- I wouldn't say that I look threatening in the least bit. And if they see me, it's like a jump scare, and then immediate like distance. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also, hmm. and then also the the Muslim community. Like, I've had, um, I've had my parents' friends, and actually one of my friends dates uh, a light skinned guy. Okay. For this Matt, this dude has straight A's in class. The, what, how I met him was walking into one of our um, cellular and molecular biology midterms. All I heard was wah, wah, wah. cellular and molecular biology. Oh, okay, thank you. We walked into that midterm, <laughs> clear. and how I met him. Say it slower. How I met him was he got a hundred percent on that test, and that was a testament to his his overall like 
work ethic. And then he's a great guy in person and he treats this girl very well. But I can't go by her house to say hi. And his and her parents automatically hate him. She's she is um, um, Indian and like her parents are Muslim. Okay, And they just hate him on site just because he's black. So visible minorities were visibly. Yes. Not accepting. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I'm going to ask this as a guy who I guess you'll say I grew up with white privilege, whatever. Um, you're literally getting it from everybody else. <laughs> like mean, you're, 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 you're like, it's not just, you're not just suffering oh, racism I mean, from, from the white community. Uh, you're getting it from the I Asian mean, community I'm, in the, the, the middle Eastern community or, and you're getting it from, you know, people of I, now, not all Muslims are racist, not all Asians are racist, not uh, all whites. Yeah, exactly. But I could, I could, I could explain to you exactly how this happened, but I mean, that would be like a, a deep. That's dive. a different that's topic. A, that's a deep, that's a I don't, deep I don't know if we want to dive into that. That's a deep. But dive maybe we'll save that for another uh, episode, and it'll yeah. just we'll just be you and I doing that. But I, I guess what I want to try to to kind of f- get a feeling from you guys of a couple of things: two young black men, you both have dreads. Short dreads. No, they're just still shorter length. It's not like it's down to your bum. Mm-mm. Yeah, like shoulder length. Which I don't think that you will because it's kind of hard to hit a home run with like 40 pounds of dreads. Anyway. Yeah, getting around the bases might be a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> or getting your batting helmet on first of all, right? <laughs> so what I do want to kind of discuss is, and and your your dad and I touched a little bit about, you know, why you guys went to school in the States, why they wanted mm-hmm. that opportunity for you. But I honestly really just want to know what's it like for for a 19 and a 23-year-old to be to have been away from home since 14, right? To to have kind of, you know, Dorian, like did you really think 2 years ago you'd be ended up living in our house with Maggie oh. coming over and the dumb dog and everything? <laughs> um actually Jaden, do you want to take this answer first and i got to you um yeah um because dorian will have a three-page essay about yeah it. <laughs> we know that uh <laughs> but uh no seriously um growing up being leaving home early it really it forces you to grow up you know because you have a lot more responsibilities you know you got a lot of a lot of weight on your back like you're not being away from the bahamas for no reason right you know i, I love home so it kind of it forces you to mature and understand the like, the important things, and I feel like it's over. It's a, it's a good experience. You know, it's good for you, especially nowadays. It's kind of hard to get our generation to mature properly and have a good head on our shoulders. And it really it really forces you. You know, you ain't over there to waste your parents' money when people are struggling. You know, mm-hmm. so it well, definitely that's actually an excellent thing for someone of any of any age, but. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I, of your age to to learn that. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like a lot of people now in our generation don't learn that until they're like twenties, right? Yeah, yeah. no. Jaden kind of hit that on the head right there. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the immediate culture shock, but then like with that culture shock comes maturity, mm-hmm. and also a realization that you know there are more important things. Mm-hmm. And you also understand that when you get in that situation, and you understand how good it is and how benefiting it is for for you. You understand that? Yeah, that was funny. Uh, yeah, you literally just corrected him from banging his hand on the table yeah, and my, knocked the my, shit out of your mic stand. Mine was, <laughs> mine was accidental. All right, no, but um, sorry, Jaden, go ahead. Yeah, where was I? 
<laughs> I might have lost my spot. Um, oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, go ahead. It's, yeah, okay. What I was saying was when you grow you're, up fast, really, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also understand that we are from the Bahamas where the opportunities are limited, right? And I went to school where I was the second Bahamian ever to go there. Okay. So when in schools are looking at, oh, well, these Bahamian students, how are they? And they look at me and they're like, well, that Bahamian student had good grades. He was good athletically and he didn't cause no problems. So I couldn't mess up. First of all, you're, because you're I would get deported. You're, you're a representative yeah, of I'm your a, country. Yeah, I'm a literally a representative of my country. And if I want other people from my country to be able to experience and get the opportunities that I had... I had to put that on my back as well, right? And condone myself accordingly. You know? Yeah, that was that was something that my dad really stressed every single mm-hmm. time we went to the airport to leave. He's just like, remember who you're representing, what you're representing, mm-hmm. and and allow that to to guide your conduct while you're away, right? Mm-hmm. And do you guys? So this kind of this kind of segues into what we were also discussing earlier before we started recording, which was. You guys want to come up here and there was a choice because you could have gone to continue to be educated in the United States. You decided mm-hmm. to come to Canada partially because you are Canadian citizens, mm-hmm. but partially because the Canadian society is something that you feel like it's okay, you know, to, to drive downtown in Toronto to go pick up your girlfriend and you don't feel like you might get pulled over by a cop and then end up in handcuffs. Oh, we, we've yeah, been we've close. been pulled over to get we've been pulled over before, literally Jay, in Canada. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but in the United and States, were, it's you, not were to... you speeding? No, I was doing absolutely nothing. I so just... you so you were pulled over for being black? Oh yes, I do. Oh, remember I, that. I made I I made the mistake of making eye contact with a cop while black. That was my mistake. We had pulled. We were leaving. We just gone down to get Chipotle from the Scarborough Town Center, which was right around the corner from where I used to live at the time, and it was Jaden with dreads. And me with my twist sitting in the car. And I just like pulled up to the stop, the st- the red the red light leaving. And I saw the cop next to me and I just looked at him and I made out contact with him. And like again, like we said, like we don't really we don't really like see people and be like, oh I have to I have to fix myself and look away. And you know, like so like he looked at me, I looked at him back. And then we started going and I just hear like he threw his cherries on. Exactly. Oh, by the way, there's another Canadian thing. Cops yeah. don't turn on their sirens; they turn on their cherries. Their cherries. cherries. Yeah, and then and so like I mean, it went it went really okay. well. Like he just started like looking at me, asking me what was in my lap and and what's on my dashboard because like one of the things that my dad actually taught uh, me growing up was to always keep my wallet on the dashboard above the steering wheel, so that if it, you know what's funny, my dad taught me that too. Yeah, so that don't I, ever reach for your glove exactly, box. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so he asked me what it was. I just told him, and then like he got him and his his partner came up around the other side and was just looking at Jaden and I we were just hello like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean they 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 left because we actually hadn't done anything, but like just all my my biggest mistake was making eye contact with him, uh-uh. not actually doing anything to begin with. Right, but I mean like that situation and like it's like it shouldn't even have happened like, no you, you shouldn't uh, you're you should be allowed like what if you had waved to him <laughs> like honestly like i've done that cop makes eye contact with me i'm like hey buddy 
I mean, I, now I, I drive a pickup truck, so I'm higher than them. If they look up at me, <laughs> I, I, how's it going, dude? I think, <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. I think if I, if waved, you pulled me over for that, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, but I think, I think if I waved at him, it might've been a little more friendly, but like, I, I kind of have a resting, uh, bitch face. Well, do you think maybe you, you, you shouldn't have to make eye contact with somebody and automatically think that whatever is going on in your face affected the reason why he picked you up you mm-hmm. didn't have resting bitch face you had driving blackface I don't, true i know no, that sounds yeah no, I don't know, but no, that's, that's, no that's it made sense valid. it's it's, it's accurate you were essentially pulled over because did he tell you why he pulled you over no did he, he tell you that you were speeding that you had a i'll tell you why i've been pulled over speeding my sticker actually sorry i was driving joe's car her sticker was expired i got pulled over and mm-hmm. i got fined which i made her pay but you didn't do anything. So he's like, he was, he was, what's looking, on the dashboard? What's was, on your lap? None looking, of your fucking business. Yeah. I, like I had Chipotle on my lap. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a steak. I got my lunch. It's a steak burrito, bro. Like, Son, do you, don't, dr- don't eat and drive. I was not. It was literally, I, it was like, it's, it's my, my car is my baby. I will not eat in my car. Dude, it's a Kia for crying oh, out loud. I don't know. How it's, excuse me. It's my baby. first, it's my, it's my second car. But first in Canada, that's my baby. Oh, Ugly yeah. babies deserve to be loved as well. Okay? You would, you were just talking about how good my car was. No, like, I'm just saying in general, ugly babies, like actual ugly babies, deserve or to be kids. loved. Just fun fact: all babies are ugly. <laughs> all right, so you know what? We could go on for hours, but we only have a certain amount of time because I'm. I have to respect your guys' time. Also, I'm old and I want to go to bed and go to sleep. 10 p.m. <laughs> sharp. All right, so. Oh Let's go in um, because you guys have, um, so Jaden, you're going to be studying kinesiology. Mm-hmm. So your aspirations could be to play major league baseball. Yeah. But you also had talked about wanting to um, uh, be a trainer or learn mm-hmm. that part. And you know what? Yeah. I could see you going to medical school, becoming a doctor and working on athletes' knees or becoming a, like well, an orthopedic yeah, surgeon. That's, that's the plan because basically – how it is right now, I'm trying to use my baseball to go as far as I can with baseball, mm-hmm. get connections, because connections are what is really important. And then when through my connections, if baseball doesn't land, then I'll have connections to teams mm-hmm. that I can, you know, train for and stuff like that. But the ultimate end goal, because the Bahamas is the best place to retire, is I want to go home and get young Bahamians insured health to be able to, because we lose so much athletes in the Bahamas from injury at a young age. Yeah. If I didn't have the privilege to go to the United States and get proper therapy through my arm, I wouldn't be playing baseball right now. And uh, that would have been a big problem. I mean, I'm also privileged to be a Canadian citizen. So eventually I would have left, right? Are you but, a, what position? Third, Pitcher? second, outfield. You're an infielder. Okay. Mm-hmm, mostly. Mm-hmm. Mostly infield. Right. Yeah. So I really, I don't want, what happened to me to happen to someone who wasn't as privileged as me. And then all their dreams and aspirations are just gone. And it doesn't necessarily have to be baseball. It could be cricket. It could be other soccer, anything. Yeah. Right now we have a a baseball stadium being built in the Bahamas right now. Mm -hmm. So we are working on our sports. So, but we need proper support when we're working on our sports Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm going to do. You will have the education. You'll have the experience and training. Mm -hmm. Uh, Potentially you could be a doctor. You could come back. Practice yeah. sports medicine. Well, I, I have to be a doctor in order to get insurance for Bahamians. Right. So let me ask you I this gotta question. I got to make money, you know? Okay. So, but let me ask yeah. you, isn't what you're kind of discussing 
would you be better off going into politics with your brother as soon as he gets his law degree? Because that's what he wants to be the prime minister of the Bahamas. Uh, I would leave that to our eldest brother. <laughs> if no, he, no, 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 he doesn't no. want to be he a politician. Will the Bahamas. Got, he yeah, will exactly. run the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> so Brandon have, will own it. Yeah. He'll own everything. You own it. You guys will just legislate everything we, for we, him. We have a plan. It's called uh, the Kemp invasion no of camp. parliament. I, I don't think we should like, you know just just know, our just, just, just know the title is kd yes like that's that's Kemp, the title that Kemp dominance nope yeah, yeah. just just uh, leave, it, will, leave it, it will like either it will way explain okay, literally the only person laughing at that joke is your dad who will download this episode on wednesday hopefully. all right all right i'll yeah. explain it <laughs> so we'll go with my, domination my brother <laughs> is currently building an empire basically he's already he's 24 running three or four different businesses trying to gather like a create a business community a small business community back home right. and that's only going to grow with the way that he's 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 doing things i am studying uh wow what i'm studying i'm studying philosophy and oh biodiversity, we know that biodiversity and conservation we do wait <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyways, <laughs> hey, your dad said it too, man. I was like, "Why the no, fuck did you, did watched, Dorian, I, start I, I a philosophy to that degree?" Podcast. You said it. He, just, uh, <laughs> he agreed. Um, but um, I was looking up the things that I that I uh, that I could do with it, and it had always kind of been put to me from a young age because I do like to argue uh, that I should be a lawyer. And so I was looking up things that I could do and my interests. And I, f- I did find through, you know, my four years of college and multiple internships that um, going deeper into the science field wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So I turned to looking at law. So my law degree would help uh, the political side of the island. So we have economics and, politi- and politics done right there. And yes, then which we is also- good. And then you have Jaden who is going to study co-op kinesiology mm-hmm. and he's going to be involved with the youth education and health. So mm-hmm. like, that's the the thing. And I'm studying and I'm going to be and studying. Brandon will finance both of your campaigns when you run yep. for members of parliament. Yep. And, I, and I'm actually doing environmental law. Yeah, I wouldn't say right. so well, it, I'm not touching the politics. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, I'll we're, deal with the people, you know, we're, yeah. we're covering <laughs> the basics. Yeah. We're covering the basics and, and we're, it's going to be camp domination. It's All right. Camp dictatorship. I like that idea. So at least do I have some place to stay when I, you know, come down to the Bahamas for a well, weekend? I'm going to have like jail? four mansions listen, myself. Listen, so okay. listen, see, that's, 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 that's the problem <laughs> right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the problem that we're trying to avoid is the nepotism and the... All the favors. And the... Um, the the hoarding of, of money and resources in the Bahamas. That's the reason mm-hmm. why we're taking over. But yes, you have a state. You have a place to stay. Oh, thank you. So I don't much. care if the money is with the Bahamian people. I just, so, I just want it to be with the Bahamian people and not our invaders. So put, so to put them. And we're talking economic invaders. Yes, right. Uh, That's corporate yeah. America, corporate Britain, corporate whoever, who aren't putting extent, the money yeah. back in. And yeah. and the reason why I asked about you guys coming back into the Bahamas was it happens in a lot of places. For example, you have a lot of Asian. Um, uh, people from China that go to America, get an education and go back. Canadians do it too. Hey, if I could have received a scholarship to play football in the States, I would have taken it in a heartbeat, heartbeat. but I would have come home, you know, to make that difference in mm-hmm. your, in your homeland. 
Is that something that you guys grew up with? Like, was it something that your dad and mom said, go experience the world, travel, get an education, go to Canada. Oh, you're going to Canada. Okay. You want to go to get your education in Canada. That's fantastic. Were they always encouraging you guys to come back? No. To contribute? Oh, they, so that was something you guys felt you needed to do. Yeah. So what they wanted to do was provide us with the opportunity to. Oh my they, God. Sorry. That was a weirdest noise that just came out of my body. <laughs> yeah. so they wanted to provide us with um, a wealth of experience. Right. From which we can maximize our opportunities moving forward. And what they, they wanted us to do was like go forth and do what you think is, is best and what's best for your live our own journey. Exactly. Yeah. And that journey seems to be what you want that journey to bring you back oh, home full circle. Yeah. Yes. Because there's like so many things that I think we all feel needs to change about home. And like where I don't feel like I'm in a position right now to effectively change anything. Right. But with the right education and the right credentials and the right work experience, I could make myself somebody who has respect mm-hmm. is a recognizable name has a voice on some like larger scale in the Bahamas. And like the fact of the matter is you need you and nowadays you need those things like to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Camp 2030 yeah. for MP. And the yeah. fact of the matter is, is that we are in a position where our parents are very successful. So we have a better foundation to be able to go further and beyond what they did a lot of people they're still trying to just make it out of the bombers you mm-hmm. know just trying to just trying to get a piece of that wealth that our parents have and now they are instilling in us and things weren't always you know wonderful for our family but where we are at right now and where us as three brothers are right now we have the potential to be able to go further easier than other people and come and make a huge difference. Yeah, it would it'd be criminal yeah. to just waste that. Waste that, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, I'm, I'm going to... I, I, feel, I feel like we've, we've talked... That's fantastic. I, I, you know what? Um, if Robin King, the host of, one of the hosts of Ways Women is listening to this, I'm just going to say, wow. That's her favorite word. Wow. That, but <laughs> that is so amazing. Now, I've always kept this in my back pocket, but you guys have such great parents who have instilled such great values and work ethic and education ethic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But they never once said, go do that and then come home and change the Bahamas. You guys want to do that as this generation. Mm-hmm. I have one more question and then we're going to teach Jaden how to talk like a Canadian. Do you guys see that your generation might be the generation of change and we'll use the Bahamas as a micro example for what could potentially change the world on a macro oh, level. Most definitely. Okay. Most go ahead. definitely. Especially with coronavirus and everything. Coronavirus is exposing a lot in our country that uh that our younger generation was blind to, you know? Partly because, you know, we were all young, going crazy. We live in the islands, you know, we start our craziness from well before twenty one and eighteen, depending on the country. <laughs> you know, so but craziness. Yes. Okay. <laughs> But the coronavirus so what, is that really getting all heated up and, or drinking or what is it like getting crazy? Is uh, that just going to the listen, beach? If you if you look sixteen, you can get served can in get a bar. Drink, yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. There's not a lot of asking for ID in Nassau. No, not yeah. at all. I've never been asked in my life. So the coronavirus hit at a time where we all are growing up right now, and we're we're seeing the goods and the bads of our country, so to put it like that, and it's 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 showing. You know, our generation really 
wants to be as soon as these people get out of our government, these old heads. We really want to turn our Sorry, country. Old in. heads. Old oh yeah, heads. we call them. Our government is made out of a bunch of old people, and we know All that. Right. And we're just waiting for them to, you know, <laughs> pass on so we can take over. Uh, but I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I yeah. I'm saying, oh, because I, I feel, I felt, that. yeah, I felt yeah. that. Old heads and how the, just how these the, floating heads honestly, everywhere. How you said the Bahamas and then changing the world. The Bahamas is such a perfect place to go. And act, start an actual change because the Bahamas is around all the people with all the with all the power and all, and the, all the money. There's a lot of money in the Bahamas. A lot of money right. in the Bahamas. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm oh, not I'm not as as optimistic as Jaden in this take because I am of the mind that every single generation that's come and is right now and is growing up has the same potential to make change, but I feel like there are institutions set up back home that limit that. And when yeah, it's it, the like, old assholes who have been doing the same thing for 50 years because oh, they think it benefits them. Oh yeah. And it, why do you think us politics has been like that? Oh, and it's the, the xenophobia that, that prevents you yes. from making real change back home. And it's, and it's targeted xenophobia. It's not xenophobia against the, the white Europeans coming in. It's xenophobia against the Haitians and Jamaicans that are coming in that are actually doing most of like the, the manual labor that will like be the foundation for this, for this, um, yep. for this progress. Right. And then it's the, you see that all across the world too. Yeah. Right. But when the Bahamas it's different because in a lot of places there's separation of religion and state in the Bahamas, it's not like that. Religion right. has political power in the Bahamas, major political power. Like we had a referendum where they wanted to give women equal rights as men, not more rights, just equal rights. And it was like pet being able to pass on citizenship to their children, being able to give their spouse um, citizenship the same as like um, a male would be able to, like giving fathers the right to um, to hand on their citizenship to when they're married, when they're not married to right. foreign yeah. women. I literally have to hold my head and was, when and we was talk like, about the And it was so wild because all of these things are like basic human rights, like, or human yes. capabilities that you should have, right? Right. And the church went in and said, oh no, if you, um, if you vote yes to this, this one um, bill. bill on the, the referendum, there's a potential that that could lead to gay to gay marriage becoming legalized in the Bahamas. So like, the, so like again, I'm going to ask the question: What's wrong with that? I don't give a oh, shit. But it's it's religion and it's like manipulation of of text mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, and it's like and so now you had like seventy percent of Bahamian men and like sixty percent of Bahamian women voting no to a right that would have like leveled the field you have these women so do women voting in the still not have the same rights as no they do not and it's and it is directly related to the church it's it's their fault it's mm-hmm. their fault they i mean obviously you know you would expect uh the the voting body to be able to discern like fact from fiction yes. and no. develop their own their own, but this is why i'm pessimistic right i mean i'm skeptic skeptical right is that you would expect them to like read these um, these these amendments themselves and make their own decision, but they don't do that. I remember I, I probably I mean, shouldn't say but these, my grandmother. The same walked, old people that are voting too. The same old people that are in charge are the it, ones voting. Yeah, back so that's then, why so. that's why I think that there's there's the potential for it, but 
I'm skeptical as whether that change will come now. Eventually, yes. Mm-hmm. Camp, but this is also this 20, is also coming 20, from. I've been home for a while. Mm-hmm. And Dorian hasn't been home for a while, so he hasn't actually seen with his own eyes the like Bahamian, the young generation actually like making I've, changes. I've seen a lot through through also like going home and yeah. interacting, and then and then there's like the social just the internet social justice workers that are that are Bahamian. So like I've 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 kept up with. I've mm-hmm. talked to my brother, my older brother, in depth about these things, and so like. I I would say that Jaden does have a better perspective on this than me. But from when I was there doing internships, I actually worked with the, um, as an intern for the organization of responsible governance, we would teach freedom schools, which basically teaches people the rights, how to vote. We would, I was was actively keeping up with members of parliament and, and rotary clubs and just Mm -hmm. like things like that. And it was a lot of talk. Not a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, yeah. that can be a real yeah. challenge. I before pandemic though, I would agree with Dorian. Be more on Dorian's side, but people are dying right now. Yeah, and that's yeah. a big change. That's yeah. a big turning stone. Yeah, right. And people I, start to lose their lives. I think one thing that I noticed was, um, in the United States, the current administration tried to take something away from from a generation that has a, a very much a louder voice than what my voice was when I was your age. And that would be the administration trying to shut down TikTok from oh, being yeah, allowed yeah, into yeah. the United States. Oh, that's, that's, I find that, that that's funny. That's right. really funny. Yeah. But your, but, but your generation's voice is so much louder and can be heard by the stupid idiots that are my age. Whereas when I was your age, we nobody listened to us. Oh, and, like and, zero and, listened and to we, us. We our generation, Gen Z, we know how to effectively make our point. Yes. Like you as a as a random restaurant are discriminating discriminating against a um a group of people. We'll uh, go on Yelp and we'll give you zero you're shut. reviews. You're, you're, you are. You'll, you'll have anybody that looks at your your page, they'd be like, Nope, I'm not gonna go there. We'll drive your business out. Like Yeah. And you guys are just that much. And I, and I yeah. love that. Keep it positive. Keep it up. Make sure that you, your mm-hmm. results cause change. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. Now we're going to teach. Jayden. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 we got a few more minutes. So let's teach Jaden how to speak like a Canadian. So Jaden, a, bo- a, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> a boot. Much much to the chagrin of most people around the world, not every Canadian says oot in a boot when they're saying, hey, <laughs> hey, we want to go for a rip on my on my uh, snowmobile, eh? <laughs> hey? Hey, Why don't you give her? Give her by. Oh, that was one we missed. That was one that we missed. Yesterday her. was. So if you're, uh, we were explaining to Jaden that mm, if you're, told me give her. you're no, on a boat, you you're yesterday. on a motorcycle, somebody's going to tell you, mm-hmm. give her means to speed it up. Let's mm-hmm. go. Oh, yeah. Uh, a $1 coin, do you know what that's called? A loony. Very good. What's a two dollar coin called? Yeah, there it is. I see you. I see you. I see you, bro. (laughs) Right. Okay. So you know what Timmy's is, right? No, Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. So you have to you have to pay tribute. I'm making a run to the Timmy's. Do you want a double double? That's, That's what you're going to say to your roommate. Two sugars oh, y'all have a different. Y'all, like, y'all, yeah, y'all call McDonald's uh, Mickey, D's. Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Yeah, we yeah. want to Mickey D's. Toronto is not called Toronto by all people. There's another name for Toronto. It's called the Six. Oh yeah, Drake. Drake kind of put that out there to the yeah. world. Also, um, every friend group 
has at least one person that has a cottage. I did notice that every friend group. Do you know what a cottage is? Well, yeah, it's it's pretty much like a wooden house out in like the forest. Oh, or, like, <laughs> I figured like not all of them are wooden, you know, cab- but like cab- they're cabin, some of them mean? have water, running water and, and yeah, toilet, flush know. toilets. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you meant cabin. So Americans, oh, it's about the same concept. Americans say yeah. we're going to a cabin in the woods. A Canadian says a we're going to the cottage for the yeah. weekend. One yeah. of my best friends has a has like a big two story no. cabin out in the woods in the mountains. No, yeah. he's got a big two story cottage. 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 Yeah, okay, sorry, but yes. if you live north of a certain area in Ontario, it's called a camp. So if you live in northern Ontario and you go to camp, that's higher up. So, so I, I don't want to convolute. Camps, I'm, are camps I'm bigger than cottages? Well. Camps are sometimes places where you actually will pitch a tent, or okay. camps are sometimes what middle. Ontarians call their cottage, which is usually farther yep. north. Oh, okay. and, and a rite of passage upon going to a cottage is you must lose one valuable item to the lake. You like your glasses, Dorian. Yeah. I shall be taking nothing with me. <sighs> you never, never get in the lake. Okay. Traditionally, lake water is cold. It's crisp. It's clean, but it's very dark because it's surrounded just by a bunch of rock. If you drop kelp, something in a lake, it will disappear that far under the water. Oh yeah, and no, I'm holding and my fingers about an inch apart. The, the water's not even dirty. Like it's, nope, it's, it's just it's dark. Very, yeah, I I I dropped my shades and I immediately dove down, and, and they, were gone. they were gone. And I had to like I I could dive thirty feet easily in Bahamian waters. Easy days. But I like I went down ten feet into this water, and like the kelp was all around me, and it was just like touching me from all angles. And it's all and gross. Like, and, oh, yeah, I, I, I felt like I, like I felt like I, I felt like I'd been underwater for like two. <laughs> I felt like I'd been underwater for like two minutes. So like I, got, like I had to like prep my mind to be like, okay, we're gonna find these shades. I never found them. No, of no. course not. Gone so forever. remember, oh, yeah. when you're on your way <laughs> now, some people have Air cottages man. that yes. are. <laughs> Some people have cottages that are four season cottages, which means you can go up to the cottage in the winter where you're going to get on your snowmobile and don't forget to wear your, your helmet. Yes. Your, but under your helmet, <laughs> it's minus 40. <laughs> your, your, your Tam. Beanie, your Tammy. Yeah. Tam. A toque. Oh yeah. 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 I learned that. I learned that from the baseball players. Toque. Where do you all get toque from? It's just, it's, it's a French word for. Oh, okay. It's French. Yeah. 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 Uh, so don't forget when you're about to go up to the cottage mm-hmm. and you've got your toque and you got your gloves or your mittens mm-hmm. and you got your, you got your boots, not your, you got boots and you're out in a boot, your boots. buying your boots. your boots. You need to get something toque, from Roots. Don't forget to stop by the beer store and pick up a. No, no, that's no, 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 I got that. Don't forget to go to the oh, beer yeah. store and pick up a... A, a Mikey? Twofer. A twofer, a twofer. A twofer. A twofer. Right, now, you were thinking, you said sizes, Mikey, you were thinking sizes. Mickey. So a Mickey. Mickey is a 350 milliliter bottle of booze. Yeah. Right? Then there's a 26er, a 40, and then there's a 1.5. Okay. So, but you go to the beer store and you pick up a... Two four. Two four. A two four. That's yeah. right. See, I'm learning too. With your toque and now during Corona and your mask. We'll probably be making like winter masks. They'll be like fur lined or something like that. Or maybe have like beaver hair in them. That would be very fashionable. Right. <laughs> so um when you go to the convenience store to pick up a Coke or a Pepsi or a you know, pop or you I just said it. Damn it, away. you, gotta, you uh, pick up what? A pop. Pop. <laughs> What do Canadians call themselves? 
Hmm. I don't I even do know, not know ice no. people. We're Canucks. We're Canucks, Canucks buddy. Canucks. 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 I, that's my first time hearing like that With an E or with a U? U. I'm pretty sure. Canucks. C A N U C K. Okay. Okay. Don't fuck with the Canucks. Especially on the ice when you're playing hockey. Not ice hockey. Mm. Oh, I'm starting to, to sound like Don Cherry there. I will definitely take you to an ice hockey Bring it game. to the street. No, you're going to take him to a hockey game. game. Hockey game. My bad. Jesus my Christ. Bad. What's the last letter of the alphabet? Z. Thank you. You said that's it properly. Behavior. That's, that's, behavior. Behavior. that's Bahamian as well. When you drive, you go, how far do you go down the road? If I'm giving you directions to the store, how far am I telling you to go down the road? 20 minutes. Very good. Dang. Now, a kilometer is called what? I do not know that a one. Click. A you click. D- you didn't teach him that one. It's 20 clicks down the road. A click? Like Bamian no, Beer click, click? or like click? click as in K-L-I-C-K. Like, yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the word, and then we'll figure out if you can understand. What's a keener? Oh wow! I don't even know. No idea. I need. <laughs> I I think I need. I need this tutorial as well. Like, All right. So a keener is like a geek or a brown noser or a teacher's pet. You, I stop oh, being okay. such a keener, man. See, the only one of those that I understood was teacher's pet. Good. Uh, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, I didn't go through nerd the, brown I noser. I I have no idea. Brown noser. That might be a Canadian term too. A brown noser is you get your nose so far up your teacher's ass, you got shit on your nose. You know what? You're teaching us a lot. How about we teach you some Bahamian words? I already know them all. What's a vibe? What's a vibe? I don't know. Exactly. We're we're teaching Jaden here. No, I mean, this could go both ways. I have the conk. I have the conk. Okay. My my bad. We already talked about So I'm reading a list off the internet here, but we already told you about Giver. Yeah, 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 you get in your buddies. You meet a guy at school. You meet a girl at school, right? You become friends with this guy, and he's got a he's got like a let's say he's got an '86 Mustang LX. It's probably got like 500 horsepower in it, and he's driving around the corner. He's like, "You really want to see what this can do?" And he puts his foot down. And then you go, "Give her, give her." I I don't think my Bahamian self can ever allow you will myself do to. <laughs> do you know what a <laughs> do, you, do you know what a kerfuffle is? A kerfuffle is that like a thingamajig? It's a it? it's a scuffle. Right, a scuffle. Like, there was a, know there was a kerfuffle like a, during the oh, Leafs, like the Leafs Canadians game. Oh, okay, okay, like oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know what a stag and a stagette is? Those are the deer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I would have said the same thing, but he said it and it sounded bad, so I. <laughs> so a stag part. I, I took out the word party, but a stag and a stagette are parties that. Grooms okay. have a stag party before they get married, and the girls okay. have a stag. I like party. that. I like that a lot. I like bachelor and bachelorette parties. Uh, exactly. Okay. So we call like, them stag and stagettes. Like, okay. I like that a lot. I, um, like that I might take that. When you when somebody does something really cool for you, you tell them that they're a beauty. You're a beauty. You're a beauty. Not a beaut. A beauty. No, a beauty. I, I've heard people say beaut. All right. So what are the uh, colored pencils called? Um, color pencils. <laughs> no, in Canada they're called pencil crayons. Okay, I have heard that, but like, it, I don't. Is that Canadian? I mean, or you got just you like gotta depending real, on the You got to realize you know? that some things are like they they got lost in translation because we spent so much time in the U.S. But we grew up calling things like that because like we were both colonies. Did you call them pencil crayons? Yes, when we, oh, were, okay. when we were growing up. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Jaden didn't say. It. Well, no, no, we, I've heard we, it before. It's depending we, like, on the person. It, it's like you. When was the last time you touched a pencil crayon? Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, <laughs> we have pencil crayons actually in the drawer in the kitchen. All right, see this, see this uh, seating device. See the seating device over there. What's that called? Sofa. No, it's called a Chesterfield. A Chesterfield. That, what? 
It's called a Chesterfield. I feel like you're making up words at this point. No. Why Chesterfield? Because couches in Canada were made by a company called the Chesterfield Couch Company. So everybody sat on a Chesterfield. Oh, kind of like brand a Band-Aid. Kleenex, actually, Band-Aid, yeah, Q-tip yeah, yeah, yeah. is a cotton swab. Sounds yep. fake. Uh, oh, stop it. Okay, what do, you, what do you get into when you are getting into a, a, a group of people, six feet apart now, and you're waiting to get into something? What are you in? A queue. There you go. A queue. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Beaver tails. Yeah, that's yeah. like a hot, right? No, no, no. It is the best dessert that you will ever eat, and you but don't eat it. It's a y'all eat beavers. Treat. Eat beaver no, tails. No, no. It's like a. Fr- <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like think think of like a donut, but less thick, flattened, and like like spread out, and like they just like stick it in there, they fry it, and then they add like like cinnamon sugar mm. and you could add like mm-hmm. whatever frosting that you want on yes. top of it. I eat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds, sounds amazing, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, but you don't, you don't have those in the, in the summer or fall. They're strictly a winter, early spring. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Because in the summertime you have funnel cakes instead. Oh yeah. yeah. Or you have a, like a donut from Timmy's with your double double. Listen, did did they change the recipe for the Timmy donuts? Because I I promise you, they do not taste the same as when I first came up. Here. When I first came up, they they slap. They used you know, to be I, they've been making them in, Yeah, they've been making them in like different yeah. factories all the time. Some they used to make them in the store. Now they don't. Growing up, I would we would hit Tim Hortons before we yeah, hit our grandmother's house. <laughs> so for that might be it. That might, it might be it might be them making it. They don't make it in store anymore. No, that might be they make them in a factory. Yeah, and they're smaller. Yeah, it's because they don't have any frying anything. Yeah. At, they don't cook anything in in Timmy's anymore. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, for the for my American friends listening to the show, um, you've probably heard of Tim Hortons because there are Tim Hortons all across the United States. Uh, not as much as say Dunkin' Donuts or whatever it is, but to put into perspective how much Canadians love Tim Hortons, when you get out of the airport and you, the big doors open, and that's where the family like are holding up the signs or the flowers. <laughs> it's right there on the left. <laughs> there's a Tim Hortons literally right there. Right there. Most the people will greet you. After a long flight, long trip with a double dope. Last one. What's the little piece of paper that you get beside your dinner plate that you put on your lap? What's that called? In the bottom, we'd call it a napkin. It's called a serviette. A serviette. And by the way, you don't go to the bathroom, you go to the washroom. Yeah. That's going to take a little while to change. When you're in a, when you're in a restaurant, you turn to the hostess and she's cute and you're kind of like, sup. My I'll probably James. text her because I have her number already. You know? yeah, no, <laughs> no, we 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 literally have pickup lines like at the ready. Oh yeah, like in the pocket at Those all times. Right. Beautiful. Okay. But when you walk past that cute hostess and you say yeah. "sup," right, just as you're about to pull out your like TikTok, don't ask her where the bathroom is. Ask her where the washroom is. Okay. Because if you ask her where the bathroom is, she's gonna be like, "It's like a deal closer." And she'll be like, like eh. "So turned off, get out." Jade, can you um, can you give me that line that you told me the other day when we were at uh, Moxie's? Oh, okay, okay. I think I remember it. Um, so basically, I asked to replace my mashed potatoes with you, fries. You what? I asked. Oh, yeah. I asked you, to you what? Replace? No, you. you I, uh, what her? I uh, asked. Asked. Uh, it's not axed. See, I, that's I, a very that's a very behavior thing wait, right there. Wait, oh, you know what? Yeah. We axe, we axe trees. 
We cut them down to make firewood for that the fire. Yeah, that was jokey. Yeah, that was a jokey one right there. Yeah. Sorry. Jamie, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just so kidding. You, you, uh, you axed somebody something. Um, yeah, I, so we had a we had a male waitress, right? So you I, had a waiter? I, I am mean? heterosexual, so I didn't, you know. I, I, <laughs> a male waitress. A male waiter, you, waitress. Oh my! You said you said, servers uh, you, said so, you, ha- you said you just said you had a male waitress and you're heterosexual. So and you didn't really complete that sentence. Oh, I was cut off, but that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I didn't I didn't throw the spickle blind on him, but um, I basically replaced my fries with my mashed potatoes with fries. So I was telling Dorian because we saw this beautiful waitress, and I was like, "But if she came over here, I'd tell her, you know." Replace my mashed potatoes with the fries and my vegetables with your phone number because I can need that, you know? That's smooth. <laughs> it was. It really was. You know? did, it, did, it, did you try it? No, nah, she, she didn't, didn't come, come to our table. Oh, no, no, no. It was there, though. I, I'm pretty sure I was ready. As it. soon as I saw her, I kind of made it and I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm so ready with this pickup line. It's gonna work. It's totally gonna work. Like I said, man, it was she in, didn't even give it to you. It was she didn't give you a chance. Eh? Pocket, ready for the draw. Oh my god, that's so sad. <laughs> All right, so I think we've got Jaden, hopefully, fairly prepared to yes, to basically I'll have be to a Canadian. Review my notes later, but yeah, <clears throat> there will be a test. Okay, where you will oh, have to. He's he's not joking. Yes, and I, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Did you ever? Did you kind of notice? Because it had been a while since you had seen Dorian. Have you noticed that his Bahamian accent is not as thick as yours right now? Like, did you're like, oh my god, dude, you sound so Canadian. No, because no, I mean, he he'll talk to like me that. like a Bahamian. Yeah, but yeah. when like the other night it was so funny. Oh, um, he had his headsets on and he was talking to some friends online, and I was like, your crew? oh my god. Yeah, it, his, his the Canadian came his, out, yeah. and I had my Bahamian friends on my headset, and they heard him, and we were all cracking up. It was so funny. You didn't <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't know. I didn't want to break it to you. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, but I just, I just was in the states longer, so like I, it, it got out. I haven't yeah. been home in like eight, eight, nine years. Like, oh my god, you're so on. gonna go back to Nassau, and you're gonna be like. How's it going, mom and daddy? <laughs> no, there's there's a switch. There's a switch where like as soon as I'm around Bahamians, it's like I never left the island. That's yeah. good. That's good yeah. that you're able to and, do and, that. And when I'm drunk, it came out last night. Did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys were like, do you, no, like, I already do you see this? Mm-hmm. You guys were you guys were just like it was too late for this. No, old I man. can't control my, when I was in the States and we would have our parties. My friends, yo, they they couldn't understand me when we drank. Yeah, it was it, I I went straight Bahamian. Yeah, I couldn't you, control you, it. You mm. go back because like it's 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 it, at first it's a conscious effort to to articulate and make yourself extremely well like well spoken, and then the second that your uh your inhibitions are down, you're just like right into you're it. Like, Forget like, it. Like I gave you, I gave you understand me and all, but I can talk like this. You best try out understand this. You know? Exactly. <laughs> hey, that's funny. I actually understood what you guys were saying, but maybe it's just because I've been around the family yeah, for so yeah, many yeah. years. But you know what? Thank you, guys. We're gonna end it right there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, gentlemen. Again, like I said to your father, you two plus Brandon, uh, the soon to be. Tyrant of the Bahamas, the the man who <laughs> the will tycoon. own every the tycoon, the tycoon. That's what I meant. Sorry, yes. not a tyrant. Maybe he'll be a tyrannical tycoon. Maybe he'll be a benevolent <laughs> tycoon. Who knows? But he'll own everything. It's, it's an oligarchy. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on the show. Just like I said to your dad, you guys are truly a testament of the great job that your mother and father did. Uh, but you're also a testament of how you guys 
are, tr are being true to yourselves. So I want to thank you very much. Thank you. If you'll bear with me, I'm going to go through and say what I say at the end of every show. Do me a favor, check out our website at www.weas.ca. That's www.weas.ca. We're going to check out Carl Anthony's show, We As Men. We As Difference Makers, which comes out on every Tuesday, every Tuesday with Gareth Nock. Every Thursday, well, every Wednesday, it's yours truly with We As Dads. But on Thursdays, Robin Halowski and Kathy Seymour host We As Women, which is an amazing show. Please be the best possible version of yourself. Please be the best dad that you can be. Peace and love to everyone. Out for now.